Jessica Linverdi, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for August 9th. It was a film that was on the cutting edge of technology in both cinema and science, and the real-life production of the film was almost as dangerous as the fictional perils in the film. James Cameron's underwater epic, The Abyss, premiered on this day in 1989. After the success of The Terminator and Aliens, James Cameron was able to make what was essentially a passion project, a film based on a story he wrote when he was 17, about a group of scientists at the bottom of the sea. Of course, these days, James Cameron's fascination with the deep ocean is well documented, pun not intended, but this would be his first real foray into the deep. He worked with then-wife Gail Ann Hurd to expand the story into what would become the abyss. He even based the main character, Lindsay, on Hurd, and would then end up divorcing her during production, which makes the character's strife a little too on the nose. Anyway, The Abyss tells the story of a group of workers on an underwater drilling rig. Cameron realized blue-collar workers would be more interesting than scientists, who, while investigating a downed nuclear submarine, encounter an underwater alien civilization. The villains in the film aren't the newly discovered lifeforms, though. It's the military men sent to escort the search, suffering from pressure-induced psychosis and determined to destroy the deep-sea aliens. It all works out, though. The aliens are saved, love prevails, and everyone lives happily ever after, except for the bad guy who implodes. But while the ending of the movie may have been happy, the making of the movie was anything but. More on that in a few. From the people that brought you Star Trek and practically invented fandom comes the Fanatics Podcast. Talking to your favorite celebrities about their favorite obsessions. Hey, I'm Michael C. Hall. I'm Clancy Brown. I'm Jamie Chan. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. Hi, I'm Deborah Ann Wool, and I'm a fanatic for Dungeons and Dragons. Michael Jordan videos. K-pop. 90s nostalgia. Ghost stories. Harry Potter. 80s horror posters. Ford Broncos. And I'm right, and you're wrong. Fanatics, dropping every Thursday. James Cameron is a straight-up geek for the sea, so he wanted the abyss to be as authentic as possible, aliens notwithstanding. So while some of the effects are CGI, like the water tentacles and the alien creatures, a lot of the film was actually just shot underwater. They even custom-designed diving helmets for the actors that ended up influencing actual diving helmets in the future. And that rat-breathing liquid? That was all real, under the supervision of the scientists from Duke University that pioneered the technique. But that level of authenticity also comes at a cost. When Ed Harris's bud is dragging Lindsay underwater for that long shot, that's really Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio holding her breath. And while Ed Harris didn't actually breathe the liquid, he had to hold his breath while he pretended to. And when the rescue diver improperly situated his regulator in between takes, Harris inhaled water, thinking this is it, and ended up punching James Cameron. Cameron himself, who would shoot for so long underwater that he would have to undergo decompression, almost drowned when a rescue diver held him down and forced a broken regulator into his mouth. The shoot was so stressful and dangerous that the cast and crew began to refer to the film as the abuse. But despite the chaos and misery of the production, the film finally came together and released to a disappointing box office. 
though that was likely due to timing. 1989 was the year of the deep sea monster movie. Leviathan, Deep Star 6, Lords of the Deep, The Evil Below, and The Rift all came out in 89. So not only was excitement <clears throat> watered down for another ocean movie, but viewers expecting another creature feature like the others instead got a sci-fi thriller with geopolitical overtones. But as time passed, the abyss was regarded more fondly, at least by the people that weren't part of making it, and is now considered one of Cameron's best films. In fact, The Abyss is finally getting a long overdue 4K release later this year. If you do pick up the 4K version, make sure you check out the original ending, in which the aliens still save Bud because of the power of love, but you also find out that they were just about to wipe out all of humanity with giant tidal waves. Yes, really. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for August 9th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.